This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We've got an awesome show for you today. Of course, we'll be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV later on in the program. We also have our Hot 5 App Countdown. This week, it's Hot 5 World Cup apps. Apps to help you enjoy the World Cup. And, uh, of course, we've all got our regular uh, travel apps, game apps, and uh, Facebook and iPhone tips uh, as well. Before we get into any of that, let's look at uh, some of the uh, app news this week. And this is kind of in- interesting. Instagram, a uh, very popular social uh, app and channel uh, that is owned by Facebook, they've announced IGTV, a standalone app for longer videos kind of like their own TV channel. What's what's up with this, Graham? So essentially, they've taken a look at YouTube and realized that there is so much content being produced there that they are trying to get into the space, and they're making an interesting play with it because they're looking at using vertical video. Now, I, I, I teach digital storytelling at UBC, and I used to teach a segment on why we don't do vertical video. So that's ver- video when you hold your phone well, now upright. You're, yeah, now you're a stupid teacher. I, I actually took that out <laughs> about a year ago because uh, we're seeing so many apps. Snapchat sort of started it off, but we're seeing so many apps that are actually embracing vertical video, which from uh, you know a, a creative perspective, I think personally looks horrible. But you know we're, we're seeing more and more apps do this. And now Instagram actually has a full-time video app that is dedicated to this format, which is fascinating because if you're creating content, uh, if you're creating something for YouTube and Vimeo, you're not going, going to be able to get the most out of that on IGTV. You're going to be shooting specifically for IGTV. So it's actually, it could be a very smart move on Facebook and Instagram's uh, part to create this channel with something unique because it does get people doing something new, something interesting and something different that can't be used necessarily easily on other channels. Also in the news, Facebook to fact fact check Canadian news stories and reduce the spread of false articles. Uh, This is interesting because I remember back in the day when uh, Facebook and Zuckerberg basically said there wasn't a problem uh, essentially with uh, fake news, but you know, obviously that has... And the internet laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and is still laughing uh, over that. But uh, Facebook Canada will launch a third-party fact-checking program to root out fake news and provide users with more context on articles they read on the platform. What do you think, Christina? Well, I think this is a great move for uh, for Facebook to to make because obviously there is a lot of fake news on social media overall. It's really interesting the approach too because there are actually going to be fact checkers. Humans. Uh, Yes. So if they deem the content to be false or a mixture of accurate and inaccurate, they're going to demote it in the news feed. So it's going to show up as a lower priority in your news feed. Well, I'm interested to see how this is all going to work. So from what I'm understanding, uh, any pages that uh, repeatedly uh, share fake news uh, will see that their ability to monetize and advertise removed after several offenses. That doesn't mean that they're taken down, I guess. They can still post it. They just won't be able to monetize it. Yeah, I think it'll just affect their reach so that they're going to be reaching m- fewer users each time they're found to be doing this, which, I mean, Facebook has sort of been doing this with their algorithms for a long time now. If your content isn't hitting properly with your audience, you get fewer and fewer people that you're reaching. The, the real problem here is that there's a bit of an echo chamber for people who are sort of interested. There are people actually out there who seek out this quote-unquote fake news because it is fake news, but they believe it to be true. 
And so despite the fact that it's being demoted and despite the fact that, you know, you're reducing the ability for these people to advertise, you're going to see this core group of audience members who are still going to hold on to it saying it's being suppressed. It's the mainstream media that's doing this. It's knocking these guys down. This is a conversation that's incredibly difficult to have. This is a great start, you know, being able to look at something and have it flagged as, you know what, this is absolutely untrue. Um, If you're looking at something that has been fact checked and it's untrue and you still feel like it's true, you might need to give your head a shake. Uh, this is interesting here as well. Uh, the Supreme Court will down the U.S. will decide if Apple's App Store is a monopoly. So currently for iOS users, whether you're on an uh, iPad uh, or using uh, an iPhone, you have to use the App Store to get uh, apps. And uh, there is a uh, case in the Supreme Court, Apple Inc. versus Pepper. They uh, are going to be hearing this uh, shortly, basically saying that... Uh, uh, or someone's coming that uh, Apple is a monopoly by not allowing other app stores uh, to exist. So currently, Apple charges app developers a 30% commission fee and, again, only allows iOS apps to be sold through this store. It, it's kind of interesting because, you know, if anything, Apple has really helped the developer community in, in general. Uh, you know, when you look back into the old Windows days, you know, of computers, most of the software is pirated. Don't you agree, Graham? I would, I would absolutely agree. Yeah. And, you know, I think within the space of a few years, Apple, with their app store, created a multi-billion dollar software industry that where people paid for their apps and programs. And, and they're doing it regularly. I mean, developers are making a ton of money out of this. Personally, I think that Pepper, the plaintiff in this case, is going to end up quite salty because this would actually have far-reaching ramifications, not just for Apple, but for Microsoft, for Sony, for Nintendo. Um, there are a number of companies out there that sell hardware platforms that have software, software stores that are attached to those platforms, and those software stores are exclusive. You can't buy a PlayStation game on the Xbox store to work on your Xbox. You can't buy a Nintendo game to work on your PlayStation. Subsequently, you can't buy other apps from other app stores on your Apple device. This is something that if it, if it is found for Pepper in this case, it will have far-reaching um, implications for all of these companies. I personally think that Apple's actually right here. Um, you know, They have created what they call a mall, and the app store is a mall, and they take a commission on it. They're not actually reselling the apps directly, um, they're literally the developer is actually selling the app to you. Well, that, just, I think that's the big point. The developer is setting the price. Yes. Apple is not. Yeah, and and the de- developer is actually the person that you have the relationship with. Apple just takes commission. They they basically built the mall, and the developer builds the store. And so that makes sense to me. I mean, a lot of people are looking to have more access to Apple's customers. Uh, the problem is, you know, if they wanted to do that, they should have built the store in the first place. They didn't. Apple did. Sorry, that's the way it breaks. Finally in the news, uh, fake Fortnite Android apps are spreading across the internet like wildfire. So first of all, let's talk about Fortnite. This is a giant game that was uh, first available on the consoles, I believe, uh, then available on iOS Mm -hmm. and not available on Android yet. That's correct. Uh, Android it is coming. It is coming, yeah. yeah. Android, Android typically is harder to get apps out on because uh, there are so many different devices. There's so many different processors. So it can be it can be difficult to basically homogenize the app and make it work for all of these different things. Uh, subsequently, things come to iOS sooner, right? Like game, games typically will come out earlier. So Android users are typically left in the wings kind of looking on going, I really wish I could be playing that right now. Um, and what we end up seeing, we've seen this with a ton of things. Uh, we saw it with uh, with a game called Fallout Shelter. Um, we've seen it with uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, and we're seeing it now with Fortnite. 
And so tell listeners what Fortnite is, what kind of game this is, and so, why, why has it become so popular? So Fortnite's a battle royale game. It's free to play, I think, which is one of the reasons why it's so popular. Basically, you can download it, you can play it for free, uh, you can pay money into it, and they're making a ton of money into it, but those things are just cosmetics, so just costumes and, and skins for your weapons. And the idea here is that you start off the game with 99 other people, and it's a last-man-standing game. So you're dropped into an island, and there's a storm coming from offshore, and it basically comes into a, a circle that basically zones in on a certain part of the island, kind of forcing the players all together, almost like the Hunger Games. Kind of shrinking the, the battlefield as and it's going. forcing you in to fight each other. And basically the last person who wins, wins. The, the rounds last probably about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it's silly, simple fun. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's something that's relatively accessible to just about everybody. So I think the takeaway here is that uh, very popular game, but it is not available for Android yet. So if you see any of these Fortnite apps in uh, the Google Play Store, it's not the game. You're basically downloading uh, fake stuff, or in many cases, uh, what these guys are doing is they're uh, basically making you download a bunch of other apps so that you can play the game. So they say they're making money because every time you download these other apps, they they get some coin. Uh, but at the end of the day, you don't have the Fortnite game because it doesn't exist on Android yet. Yeah, and in some cases, it's actually malware. So this is kind of going back to the previous story where we talked about Apple having this exclusive walled garden app store. Um, having this unregulated world in the Google ecosystem really does allow for more of this stuff to happen, where users are coerced into installing apps that look like Fortnite, aren't Fortnite, and Google is trying to play whack-a-mole to stop it uh, if it's it's in their own store. Um, In some cases, though, it's a third-party app uh, or third-party app store. So basically, there are no protections for users. It's a it's a real challenge. I mean, obviously, this comes down to the iOS versus Android conversation. Do you want the security of the walled garden or do you want the control of being able to do your own stuff? And sometimes the control to do your own stuff comes with the responsibility of making sure you know what you're doing. Let's uh, get uh, our iPhone tip of the week now. Uh, and we've got uh, Graham here to help us out. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham? So if you are using an iPhone 10 or if you're using a previous model of iPhone and you long for access to your home button, perhaps your home button is not working anymore, you can actually turn the home button back on with a virtual home button. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week, uh, bringing back the home button with a virtual div- virtual button. So to do that, go to general, go to accessibility and go to assistive touch. You'll see virtual home button. All you have to do is flick that switch to on and you'll basically be able to create a button that will give you single tap, double tap, long press or 3D touch and you can put that button anywhere on the screen Uh, there's actually some countries in the world where they believe that the home button only has a certain number of presses in it so right from out of the box they will actually activate this because they don't want their phone to wear out because they'd like it to have the highest resale value it's it's kind of an interesting and bizarre phenomenon so again general accessibility assistive touch and turn on the virtual home button I've used that a lot of times, especially with the old iPhone 5s, and there's a lot of people that still have them out there uh, because the home buttons, uh, for whatever reason, uh, broke down and stopped working. So I actually keep my iPhone 5 as a burner phone when I go across the border to the U.S. because they've actually said that they're going to be searching quite a few more phones now. So I keep that as an empty You've phone. Got a burner phone. Well, and, and so the home button on <laughs> that thing is... the witness protection program? <laughs> absolutely. Um, so the home button on that thing is quite dead. So I've been using a virtual button for quite some time, and it's very handy. When we come back from the break, music subscription services, Google with uh, their YouTube music uh, is coming to Canada here. We've got the lowdown on all the different uh, versions available, what it means and which one's uh, the best for you. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. 
You are back with the App Show. Still lots to talk about on today's program, including our uh, Hot 5 App Countdown. It's all about World Cup and uh, what's streaming on Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime. Before we get there, I want to talk to uh, our friend Samir Chabra from Mobile Syrup about the new YouTube subscription uh, services. Uh, the music subscription wars are heating up. We've got Spotify. We've got Apple Music. Little fringe players like uh, Tidal and Deezer, but it uh, looks like Google is making a big play with their YouTube subscriptions. Thanks for joining us, Samir. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So uh, right now, uh, there are a group of people out there that use Google Play Music. I think it's the same as the others, about nine ninety nine uh, a month. But uh, they have just launched in Canada YouTube Premium and YouTube Music Premium. Can you tell our listeners about them? Absolutely. So to start off the bat, you're absolutely right. Google Play Music as a service still exists. So if you pay $9.99 a month right now for your Google Play Music subscription, that is going to continue for as long as you choose to pay that, uh, pay that forward. As for YouTube Premium, that is a product that Google initially launched in the States back in 2015, I believe, under the banner of YouTube Red. So YouTube Premium was called YouTube Red. And the whole point was that YouTube was trying to make a break for the uh, premium subscription video streaming service platform situation. So YouTube Red was positioned as a competitor to Netflix, as a competitor to Amazon Prime Video, and of course as a competitor to Hulu, which uh, a lot of Canadians know about, but sadly isn't available uh, in Canada. And then on top of that, now you've got YouTube Music. So what's YouTube Music? Well, imagine if someone took the basic YouTube platform and told you, you know what, you can now watch music videos and you can also listen to audio only. You get pretty much the full catalog of music available on YouTube. That includes covers, that includes remixes, that includes the, you know, Vivo originals. Uh, so you can watch those music videos, but also you can pay a premium, $9.99 a month, and get access to audio streaming. Now here's where things get a little weird. You can pay $11.99 for one user per month for a YouTube premium subscription. Well, what does that get you? That gets you YouTube premium, which of course, like I said, gets you some of the YouTube originals. It also allows you to listen to audio in the background, which means that if you hit the home button and leave the YouTube app, you'll still listen to music, which of course is something that the YouTube app doesn't do right now. But if you pay the $11.99, you also get access to YouTube music premium. That's the premium version of YouTube music. So that means you can download the YouTube Music app, and you can also listen to music in the background uh, outside of the YouTube application and outside of the YouTube Music application. But I'm not done, because if you pay that $11.99 a month, and I'm sorry if I sound like an infomercial, you also get access to Google Play Music, which was Google's only premium tier music subscription service. So that's what you get if you pay $11.99 for YouTube premium. Now you can still pay $9.99 and that gets you access to YouTube Music Premium and Google Play Music. And of course, if you're already grandfathered into a YouTube, uh, rather a Google Play Music subscription, you also get access to YouTube Music Premium, but not YouTube Premium. Now, Mike, if any of that sounds confusing, you're not wrong. It is a little confusing, but ultimately what you need to think of it is like this. If you pay $11.99 a month, you get pretty much everything. And if you pay $9.99 a month, you get YouTube Music Premium and Google Play Music. I'm really confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little confusing. It's yeah. a little confusing. And it's, it's made even more confusing. And I'm very sorry to your listeners for making this more confusing than it needs to be. But in the States, when YouTube Red was launched, the 
In the States, when YouTube Red launched, Google said, well, if you've got a Google Play Music subscription, don't worry about it. That gets you access to YouTube Red. So what's going on in Canada right now is that a lot of YouTube, or rather a lot of Google Play Music subscribers, and you'll see this in the mobile uh, comments, are now saying, well, I pay $9.99 a month for Google Play Music. What does that get me? Does that get me YouTube Premium as well? Or does that only get me YouTube Music Premium? So it's interesting in that Google has effectively launched a brand new streaming service in Canada, uh, and it's only made things more confusing for its existing users. You know, if uh, listeners are uh, listening to this right now, Samir has written an excellent article on MobileSyrup.com that uh, details uh, all these and what you get with uh, each of the uh, the services. Uh, but f- from what you're saying, uh, again, uh, Google Play Music uh, if you are subscribing to that now, you would get YouTube Music Premium as Precisely, part of it. Yes. Yeah. So if you're a current Google Play Music subscriber, you have access to Google Play Music and you have access to YouTube Music Premium. This means that you do need to download the YouTube Music application, but don't worry about it. You still have access to it. And are there any family plans with these? Do you know of? Yes, there are. So the existing $14.99 per month Google Play Music family plan still exists, and I believe it's $14.99 a month for YouTube Music Premium. And I might be mistaken about this, but I believe it's $15.99 a month for a family plan for YouTube Premium. Well, that's not a bad value when you really think about it. Uh, I know so many, like my kids, you know, use YouTube all the time. So having, you know, YouTube uh, ad-free and all the music they can uh, basically... Uh, use uh, it's it's a good price. Samir, I want to thank you for uh, explaining this to us today. I'm very glad to have tried to explain it, Mike. <laughs> thank you for having me. Well, we'll try to decipher this in the coming weeks. Uh, that was Samir Chabra from MobileSyrup.com. Fantastic website for all your uh, mobile news, needs, tips, and tricks. When we come back from the break, the Hot 5 App Countdown. Stay tuned here on the App Show. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham and Christina. We still have lots to talk about. Before we get to our Hot 5 App Countdown, we've got the Game App of the Week. What do we got, Graham? Uh, This week's Game App of the Week is going in a slightly different direction. There's so much going on about football, the beautiful game, soccer right now. So I thought I'd talk about golf. Um, This is a game called Golf Club Wasteland. It is for iOS and Android. It is $2.99, and it is a post-apocalyptic ecological catastrophe 2D golf game. That's sorry, what? Yeah, it's a thing. So basically, it's almost like uh, you know, there's the the Super Stickman series. If you had a Super Stickman golf game uh, that mocked the state of modern society, uh, there's a little bit of parody in there. There's a little bit of social commentary while you golf. Uh, there's also an amazing original soundtrack. It's actually a really fun little game. So if you've got three bucks and you feel like maybe the world is getting you down and you'd like to see how things are in the far-flung future when all of this is turned to ruin uh, while golfing, uh, this might be the game for you. So that game again, Golf Club Wasteland. The Weekly App Hot 5. Well, this is the time of the show where we count down our Hot 5 app uh, selection of the week. This time uh, in honor of the World Cup, it's the Hot 5 uh, World Cup apps to help you enjoy the World Cup. And uh, starting with number five, what do we got, Graham? 
Uh, number five is ESPN. So the network that really is big news for everybody. It is for iOS and Android. It is a big name in sports reporting. No surprise here that they have an entire section that is devoted to the World Cup. So you can choose the teams that you want to follow. You can get live score updates. And you'll also have access to stats and commentary. Exciting. Uh, number four, we're talking about the Hot 5 app countdown this week. This time it's uh, about World Cup apps. Number four. Number four is The Score. This one's available on iOS and Android, and it's the Canadian authority on sports, and it offers real-time scoring updates, news, and in-game stats. And obviously, I am a total expert on World Cup. Is Bulgaria in the World Cup? No, we used to be. We, back, in, <laughs> back in the day when soccer was a thing there. <laughs> is Canada in the World Cup? I don't even know. No. no. We were hosting it in 2026, though, along with uh, Mexico. And there's a country in between the two of us. I can't remember the name of it, but apparently they're in it as well. So I thought it was typically just one country that hosts it. Why do they have so many countries? We're doing something different this time. Because no one can afford it? Pretty much, yeah. And but, we figure if we spread it out across a continent, yes. that's going to be great for everyone. But in Canada... We're not getting in Vancouver because uh, Vancouver turned it down. The BC government turned it down. Yeah, I mean, we did we did the Olympics, and that's cool. Toronto actually has a, a number of great facilities. Um, you know, the, the uh, Canadian Sports League and um, Canadian Soccer League, pardon me, um, has, has done a lot of work to really get those facilities into place, and there's going to be just more work done over the course of the next couple of years. Is anyone else playing jokes in their head about how people are going to get over that wall to get... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a combination, actually. It's World Cup and pole vaulting, right? It's going to be a gonna be a thing perfect number i went there yes <laughs> <laughs> number three on the uh, hot five app countdown we're talking about world cup uh, is bbc sport and you know that it's a british app because it says sport instead of sports so with up-to-date information about matches analysis and game previews this app offers a uk spin on the world cup can i can i tell you a joke what's the difference between a teabag and the german soccer team this is really awkward. And T-Bag stays in longer in the cup. <laughs> oh. oh. You're going to have a bunch of Germans emailing you. <laughs> no. Sorry. BBC Sports. Uh, we have uh, number two on the Hot 5 app countdown. What do we have? Number two is One Football. This is on iOS, Android, and they've actually made something for Windows Phone. What? This is <laughs> It's an independent app that's great for all-around soccer fans who like to stay up to date. Uh, on things even beyond the World Cup. For the World Cup, it has real-time updates and lets you follow teams and matches. I'm not a big soccer guy, and the one thing I hate about it is uh, when World Cup is around, trying to get into restaurants at lunchtime is next to impossible. We went yesterday uh, to one of our favorite uh, places for lunch. Could not get in because there's like a million soccer fans in there yelling and screaming. It was sort of funny just seeing the panic in the server's eyes as she saw us walk in the door. It was just sort of like, no more, please, no more. I know, it's so funny. She just said, you shouldn't come in here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was talking to my son who's down in New Zealand. He watched the the English match. I think they played Argentina. Mm. I could be terribly wrong. Anyway, it got so crazy in there. I think England won or the UK won. And... Guys were smashing their their pint glasses against their heads and breaking them. That seems productive. Yes. That's a, yeah. This is what happens when you have socialized medicine. Crazy things. Crazy things. So we're uh, number two. Are, are we number two? No, number one. Sorry, in the Hot 5 app countdown this week, talking about uh, World Cup apps. What do we got? Number one is the FIFA World Cup 2018 official app, because, of course, you have to have an official app. This is available for iOS and Android. It is a free app. Uh, It has future game times, live updates, scores, in-depth info about players and teams, and where you can deposit your FIFA bribe. 
<laughs> I was wondering when that uh, that was uh, that coming. Uh, let's switch gears now. We've uh, got our creative app of the week. That is brought to you uh, by our good friends over at Vancouver Film School. Graham, uh, what is the creative app of the week? So the creative app of the week is one called Teasui Sketches. So this is for iOS and Android. It is free, but there are in-app extensions. There's an $8.49 Pro upgrade. So this is a beautiful drawing tool, and it has tons of brushes built in. Um, you can import photos and paint over top of them. There's 20 very realistic tools, including watercolor brushes, a uh, brush editor, and a color eyedropper for picking things out and getting exactly the right color. It also supports stylus support for uh, both the Apple Pencil, uh, Wacom, and a Donut Styluses. And it has a very unique, almost paper-like feel. So that app is Teasui Sketches for iOS and Android. When we come back from the break, still more app talk. We're going to be counting down some of the uh, hot shows and movies available on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Crave TV. So stay tuned. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike, Graham, and Christina here we still have lots more to talk about on today's program, including our fitness and travel apps of uh, the week, but it's that time of the show. Streaming this week. This is where we uh, chat about some of the new TV shows and movies coming out on the streaming services. Starting off with uh, Netflix, we have a classic made new. It will haunt you every night. Whatever it is. No one should have to encounter that kind of evil. Except you girls. I think you can handle it. Oh, oh, good. Thanks. We have a gift. We see what no one else is willing to see. Ghostbusters. Uh, This is the 2016 version with Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see this one, Graham. Yeah, people got all up in arms about it. You know, they were talking about how it was an all-woman cast and that was a problem. It wasn't a problem. I mean, the the cast actually did a fairly decent job. The real challenge here was the script. Uh, It's not terribly good. It's not bad. Was the original Ghostbusters that good? The original Ghostbusters is probably one of the best films of all time. So here's the thing. I own that on VHS. When DVD came out, it was the first movie I bought on DVD. I bought it on HD DVD. I bought it on Blu-ray and I have it on 4K streaming. Uh, it is probably one of my favorite movies. It actually is the definition of a classic comedy. So there's a lot to live up to here. Uh, this this remake is, if you've got little kids, um, it's okay. But uh, I really feel like they probably could have done a bit of a better job with it. I hear there's a sequel coming, so hopefully they take another run at it with some more original jokes and they, uh, they, they make a better movie the second time around. I think we need more of Graham's opinions. <laughs> More of Graham's opinions? About- more, more opinions from Graham because I really can't tell what he's saying here. <laughs> I pull my punches on a lot of things, don't I? <laughs> Coming up also on Netflix, for all the Star Wars fans, Star Wars The Last Jedi. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. Ooh, did you see this one, Christina? I know you're a big Star Wars fan. Yes, I've only seen one Star Wars film ever, and it was uh, Rogue One, actually. (laughs) Didn't I make you go to that? You did, yes. (laughs) It was after the Christmas party, the company Christmas party, and I had bought a bunch of tickets, and uh, yeah, you went. 
I I did go. And you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, yes. I made Alana my wife go as well. She loves robots and space. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the two of you did not enjoy that one. But anyway, The Last Jedi, uh, kind of controversial. It's uh, kind of gone off uh, the whole, uh, I guess, Skywalker track. Well, and, and so this is the interesting thing. I mean, I've been a huge fan of Star Wars since I was since I can remember. I've read all of the extended universe stuff that they've kind of thrown out now. And on all the extended universe stuff, Luke is this, you know, he's this superhero that we had, had we had expected that he would become. And this movie was surprise after surprise after shock, just a completely different direction that than any of us thought it would have gone to. Um, it's it's not a perfect movie. There there's some flawed moments. Uh, you know, there's a, a scene in a, in, a, in Canto Bite in the in the casino that uh, kind of take it or leave it. But I really enjoyed this. I thought it's a great way to absolutely subvert what we were expecting and set us in a completely new direction for uh, Episode Nine. Yeah, I'm still on the fence with this one. To be honest, I love uh, the whole Star Wars uh, movie franchise, uh, but this one I'm I'm still I'm struggling with. I, I think there were some good moments. I, I haven't watched it, uh, you know, in a while, so I'm going to sit down and watch it again. There, there's there's one powerful line in this. Uh, I won't say who says it, but it's, let the past go, kill it if you have to. That is the message of this film. Really interesting. Yeah, Christina. <laughs> also on Netflix this week, we're talking about uh, some of the hot uh, shows and movies here that are streaming. This is uh, Glow Season 2, uh, about uh, the lady wrestlers in the 80s. Ladies, exciting stuff. Feels a little different around here. And we got a few men in the gym, finally. Woo! Hubba hubba. All right, don't distract them. They have work to do. I'm excited. Aren't you excited? My costume still smells like beer and racism. Was I supposed to wash these? Did you have a good break? Yeah. Just getting divorced. It's complicated. Usually you do a lot better job of keeping your weird friendship stuff out of the ring. So this was uh, an unexpected uh, hit uh, for season one, uh, season two now coming out on Netflix. Uh, it was kind of funny because uh, typically, Christina, you put together uh, the streaming lists and you just didn't know about this one. You'd never heard of it. You thought it was about boxing and you thought it was a stupid premise. Well, I saw them getting in the ring and I just kind of, okay, sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, you know I'm telling you, it, it's it's actually good. I think it's Alison Brie. Uh, she was in Community, uh, also Mad Men. She's one of the main stars in this, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Coming up also on uh, Netflix, we have Kiss Me First, the uh, season one on Netflix. Doesn't matter. This is amazing. You can do anything. So this is a a show about virtual reality, Christina? That's right. Yes. Uh, It's it's about a person who's addicted to virtual reality and uh, she befriends someone who sort of brings her out of that world. I really want to play this game. Is it a game? It looks like they show a game in the show and I I really want to play it. That looks really cool. I'd be happy to have that addiction. Moving on. Let's uh, jump over to Doctor Who, the Christmas special. This is on Crave TV, by the way. It's on Crave TV. And why is there a Christmas special? Well, there's a Christmas special every year. In June. Well, no, they released it. (laughs) I'm the Doctor. I am the Doctor. (laughs) 
So Doctor Who, uh, the new season's uh, coming out too, isn't it? Yeah, so Jodie Whittaker is actually going to be taking up the reins as the Doctor, uh, the first time that a woman has played the Doctor. But this Christmas special is actually the last run uh, for Peter Capaldi. And in this particular uh, Christmas special, he ends up meeting... Uh, the first Doctor again, who was originally played by William Hartnell back in the 1960s, but in this series is played by David Bradley, who looks startlingly like him and acts startlingly like him. You might remember him as Filch from the uh, Harry Potter series. But these two are absolutely fantastic together. Uh, and so the Christmas special basically is sort of a, a short movie that sums up the, uh, the the year, and in a lot of cases, actually the last entry for a given doctor. So we had a Christmas special for David Tennant, we had a Christmas special for uh, Matt Smith, and now for Peter Capaldi, as he's handing over the reins to Jodie Whittaker. Very exciting. That's what uh, was streaming this week. When we come back, our fitness and travel apps of the week. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Mike, Graham, and Christina here. we still got a few more apps to talk about. Let's start with our fitness app of the week. What do we got, Graham? Our fitness app of the week this week is Charity Miles. So this is a free app for iOS, and it's kind of a a pretty cool app. You move with a purpose. When you go running, you can earn money for charity. So this has won a number of awards from a a number of different places. And uh, basically, if you run, walk, or bike, you can uh, earn money for a charity of of, uh, your choice through the app. They've earned over $2.5 million uh, through this app so far. And uh, it will actually sync up to different fitness trackers like Fitbit. Uh, It's actually an incredibly cool app. So that is this week's Fitness App of the Week, Charity Miles for iOS and Android. Well, Christina, it's that time. What do we got for our travel app of the week? We have an app called Live ATC Air Radio. What? Say that again? Live ATC Air Radio. Live ATC Air Radio. Okay. Yes. So did you know that air traffic control... um, the chatter there is actually public information. I did not. There you go. So this actually allows you to listen to live conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers. So you can easily browse browse through airports uh, by province or country and then uh, find the airport where you're at. And you can actually find out why your flight is delayed when you're sitting in the airport contemplating life. <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yeah. I dig that a lot. So you're actually listening to air traffic controllers. Yes, and the pilots chatting to each other. Uh, it is pretty cool, but it is difficult to understand. So there might be like a little bit of a learning curve there while you get used to listening to the way they talk and communicate with each other. But still a cool concept and definitely interesting. Like I said, if you're delayed and sitting in an airport for hours and don't know why because they give you that boilerplate message. There's been a generic delay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be nine hours. Here's a $5 coupon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, It's available on iOS and Android, but it will cost you $5.49. I don't know if that's worth it to you, but when you're sitting in the airport for like six hours wondering why. That feels worth it to me. Yeah. I think think (laughs) I'm going to pick this up. What's it called again? Live ATC Air Radio. Sounds cool. That's all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, every Saturday here on the Chorus Radio Network. Uh, It broadcasts. 10 a.m. out of CKNW 980 and available on many stations across Western Canada. I want to thank uh, Christina and Graham, our uh, producers and co-hosts here. This is Mike, Christina and Graham signing off. We will see you again next week. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, 
Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.